everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Bleeding Metal podcast. I am Kiki, she, her. I'm your host and I am here with my co-host. Hello, I am Pia, she, her. And today we have a special guest because we also have a very special topic that uh, we've wanted to talk to for a while, I think. Yeah. And that is very much a big part of our lives. Um, we are, again, talking about something not too heavy, not too serious. And actually, this is going to be pretty relaxing, I hope. <laughs> this is totally in the middle because it's not a funny topic like party, like in our last episode, but it's also not so heavy for the mind, so to speak. Exactly. It should be the exact opposite. Yes, because we're going to talk about yoga and how that intersects with uh, metal. Um, and so, uh, dear guest, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, I'd love to. Thanks for the invitation. Uh, I'm Charlotte, she, her as well. And uh, I'll teach metal yoga under the label Schwarzes Yoga, which better not be translated because there is actually a, a yoga teacher teaching to metal under the name Black Yoga. So that's not me. I can't translate Schwarzes Yoga because that's my name. And it's a proper name. So that's it. This is me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you for being here. And you were just um, teaching yoga at the Withful Fast Festival. Right. I just got back and I'm still um, not really here back in reality. I'm still mm. kind of, uh, in kind of a festival mood. Um, you probably know this feeling, you know, everything suddenly you have an, a normal bed again and you can shower every time you want and you have proper food and uh, you have clothes that don't smell like three days in the tent and in the heat. So this is... Uh, Actually, this sounds horrible, <laughs> just saying it like this. But this is a strange festival mood and you suddenly you're back and it's only a few hours later, not even like 12 hours later, you're sitting at your desk again and just doing your daytime job. And this is really strange. So yeah, I have been to a full force um, this year again after the last time. And it has been great once again. I really love it there. I love teaching yoga there with all these people and all this um, yeah stuff going on there. Hmm. How many people have been there at your yoga classes? Um, it's totally been crazy on Saturday. It's, I think it's been a hundred people. Um, you know, yeah. you can't count this lot of people. Um, and it's been not this hot on Saturday, but on Sunday we already had 30 degrees in the morning. So it's been on like 40 people, I think. So yeah, it's uh, been less on Sunday, but a Saturday was crazy. And it was a lot of fun because, um, What I usually put into my sequence when teaching festivals or events is the so-called battle cry. And it's a really loud yell, cry, whatever you want to call it. And everybody just give it all from all uh, the depths of your lungs. And this is so wonderful. If you had like 100 people just yelling and screaming and get it all out, this is a wonderful thing. I love this. Mm. <laughs> I visited Metal Days in 2019 mm -hmm. and there was also Metalza. I think they had mm -hmm. this on With Who Falls also. Yes. And there were also yoga classes and massage classes. That was really funny. <laughs> I've seen that they have a yoga teacher there. By now, it's a common thing to have a yoga teacher on a metal festival. We have mm -hmm. fun. I think so, yeah. And um, I, I know that there, um, there was a yoga teacher for the first time on the Greenfield this year. Uh, it's one I follow on Instagram, so I know. And there's me on the full force. Um, I don't know if there's other festival. I know that the, uh, what is this called? The Hanseatic Hell or something. Uh, I just don't, it's a smaller festival in Hamburg. Mm -hmm. um, I just uh, had a contact with, with yoga teacher there. <laughs> 
so they start with yoga and I think the metal teacher community is growing and so is the events that uh, host yoga teachers. Yeah, I think Vakan has it as well and for several years now. Yeah, I remember when I was last at Vakan, that was 2017, if I recall correctly. And um, I remember wanting to go there and noticing that, first of all, it was very early in the morning <laughs> for, a yoga, for a festival weekend. <laughs> it was very early. The The area where they had the classes was this tent. And it was just because it had rained so heavily. It was just you would have practiced yoga on the mud almost. Okay. So. <laughs> oh, it's also, I mean, it's it's festival feeling as well. But yeah, I understand this. It's really early. Uh, I think we're all trying to fill the mornings of a festival. People yeah. are usually still sleeping or still in beer coma. <laughs> I don't know. And have nothing to do. Uh, I think this is a nice idea. We started at 10. This is really early on Sunday. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe and the evening before was really long with some really mm. cool concerts. So I really understand that people don't want to go there. And we have been on the outside as well. I mean, we had the other extreme thing. We had like 30 degrees in the sun already in Whoa. the morning. So this is really heavy. Um, which is not as hot as it been in 2019. We were doing yoga at 45 degrees in the shades. I don't know oh, how hot damn. it was in the sun. These poor people in the sun, I really, they have my mad respect because this was totally crazy. Um, and this time it was only 33. So, mm. yeah, but I understand in mud, it's not this nice thing. Um, I have been actually to a yoga class from Saskia, who's doing it at Wacken um, because she lived in New York at a time when I was visiting my sis sister there. This is a crazy yoga class. I really liked it. It's not really yoga. It's more like a cardio workout, which has, well, the semblance of yoga poses. And she's telling really gory stories about it, like chopping off someone's head and you're always moving, like you're chopping off this one and you're chopping off that one. And then you um, uh, dig the grave and you make all this movement. You move <laughs> right. the grave. Yeah. And then you stomp the, the earth and, uh, you know, you run from the, the zombies or something like this. It's really crazy stories. And I have been totally sweaty, like after only five minutes and it was a crazy workout and I really liked it. And she is, She's so funny and she says, well, I'm going totally crazy. So I get the people to move. I want them to move. So I'm doing mm -hmm. everything I can to entertain them, to get them moving as well. And it works perfectly. Mm. Yeah, I remember watching, um, I either watched an interview with her or something or, or a video that also included, included clips of her class. And um, I remember I didn't regret not going. <laughs> <laughs> because it's just completely different to what I am used to from my yoga practice. So, um, I mean, I get that, um, yeah, sometimes it's also fun to just move and all those stories have a, have a place or, or, or are probably super fun to do as well at, at a certain moment. But I think the, the appeal to me to do yoga at a festival would be to just stretch and, um, stretch your neck, <laughs> stretch yeah. all of the different parts of your body that <laughs> yoga does, because you've been walking a lot to the, to the stages. You've been standing on your feet all day and you've been probably sleeping very awkwardly because you're in a tent and you're on a inflatable mattress or darkly on the ground or something. So it just, at some point everything hurts and just going and doing a, a nice relaxed stretch is, is what I love about yoga. So um, yeah, <laughs> I get the appeal for sure. 
Yeah, um, my classes definitely differ from Saskia ones because I'm doing classical Hatha yoga. Um, for the ones who don't know, it's um, holding the pose for a few breaths. It's not mm -hmm. like a flowy style like vinyasa where you move all the time, <clears throat> but you get into the pose and you hold it for a few breaths. I really like this style more because it allows me and all the other people to just settle into the pose, you know, feel where, where do I feel? What do I feel? Um, do I need to adjust something? And this is what I like about it. I mean, vinyasa is a really cool style. Whoever likes it, just go ahead. Um, I prefer Hatha yoga and this is what I teach. At the festivals, I always try to make it a little bit harder <laughs> with stretching. Sure. But I always try to make it a little bit harder because we have this clash of the metal community, which is, well, more men still, mm -hmm. and of the yoga community, which is more women. So there's, no, it's, that's a really hard clash here. And I'm trying to show yoga is not just um and singing, like this is one extreme people think about. You just lay on the ground and you sing and you you, you um, meditate. Mm. Or the other extreme yeah. that people have in their minds is like really crazy pretzel poses where you put your legs behind your head and stand on your nose or something shit like this. <laughs> yeah. Each one is wrong. Um, but I want to show, uh, yes, you can get sweaty. You actually, if you want to, you can build muscles with yoga. You have to do some certain things, of course, but yoga is not just boring. Mm -hmm. And I always tell the story that only like 300 years ago, around this, until this point, yoga had been explicitly for men only. Mm -hmm. Women were not allowed. And there was one teacher who finally decided, well, why not allow women to this? And he was attacked with an axe. These were the weapons of choice uh, in former times. So, yeah, it has only been for men. And uh, if you think about the metal community, um, Nergal is doing yoga. He's a really advanced yogi. He's mm -hmm. doing a lot of yoga and he's posting on Instagram a lot about his yoga practice. So this is really cool. I mean, can awesome. you imagine some other one who's as cool as Nergal, you know, who's doing yoga? There is Corey Taylor. He's doing yoga. Um, mm -hmm. Björn Stritt is doing yoga. To leave the metal community, Sting is doing yoga. Robert Downey Jr. is doing yoga. This is only the men I call. Uh, I can recall at the moment. So there is a lot of famous men, cool men. I mean, Iron Man, you know. <laughs> it's doing yoga. So all this shit about that, it's only for women. And it's also, it's, I'm, it's not manly enough. And I'm a macho and I don't want to do stuff like this. This is shit. This is total shit. And so I do always make the classes a little bit harder just to, you know, get the men to sweat and to curse and to feel, okay, this is heavy. <laughs> it really um, challenges me just to show this. Mm, yeah. Another thing that doesn't really fit when you think about this um, the first time is yoga and metal. So how do you combine these two opposites? But we were just talking about festivals. So a festival is also a place where people can relax the mind and the body maybe not so much but you can you can um keep your thoughts away from from everything else and so mm -hmm. in this combination it kind of makes sense to me but yeah please tell us a bit about this combination of metal and yoga this really dips into my imposter syndrome <laughs> because uh, i'm not like one of the kids that listen to judas priest on the shoulders of their dad or so mm -hmm. uh I only this. I've always been listening to Manowar or ACDC um, during my teenage years and uh, to Metallica. While I studied, I, I can't recall what I listened to while I was studying. Um, I don't know. Um, and I really discovered metal in all its glory and beauty 
like only about 15 years ago. Um, so I'm not into old classical metal like Judas Priest or Iron Maiden or Motorhead, which I really regret because you only wear the T-shirts of a band you listen to. And I love the, the Motorhead hat, but I yeah. can't wear it. <laughs> so, um, and I'm more into the newer stuff. When I uh, took the teacher training, it was a very classical training in a very typical studio with... Uh, always, um, what is this called in English? I don't know, the, the, the little uh, smoke things that uh, incense the room, which are always making me cough <clears throat> and give me headaches. And we had to wear white pants with yellow shirts, which are definitely not my colors. This <laughs> 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 is extremely horrible. And um, when I got back from the teacher training, I always listened to my music. I always had like Lamp of God or Parkway Drive or whatever I had on my headphones. And in this teacher training, we had a, an intensive week and the whole group was going to the ashram and we were talking and getting to know each other a little bit closer. And then there was a the question, what kind of music you're listening to? And I said, heavy metal. And these girls, we were only girls, you know, like really typical yoga thing. Um, and they're all like, oh, this is, is this good? It's all about death and destruction. And I was like, this is totally stupid. I didn't say it, but my face probably you said it all. <laughs> this is totally stupid. It's not true, but okay, stay with it. But it really got me thinking, can I only do yoga if I stop listening to metal? Am I not a good yoga teacher if I listen to metal? So I was really getting to me. And the universe has strange ways to support you if you need to. Because shortly after that, I found Black Yoga on Facebook. And Black Yoga is a Pittsburgh-based yoga teacher. And she's been teaching metal yoga for, I don't know, probably eight, nine, ten years by now. I can't recall. And this was like really warm shower and fireworks. And hey, look, you can do it. You are allowed to do this. There's people coming. There's people enjoying it. And she's in the really fortunate position that her um, husband is a musician as well. So they have their own music that's really drone. Um, and yeah, it's mostly drone, so cool music. And I thought, well, okay, I'm going to try this. And in the beginning, I was really uh, very heavily copying her style, which is not as good, but I didn't know where to start. And it took a while to find my own style, my own teaching uh, style and the way I want to represent this. And that's how it started. I started, um, I just had my sixth birthday on April 1st, which is not an April's food joke. <laughs> <It's just laughs> I started. So yeah, it works out for all yeah. years by now. This is cool. That is really awesome to hear. I was just going to ask you all of that, actually, ask you how you started, how you started to listen to metal, first of all, and also how you started practicing yoga yourself and uh, when both of those combined. So um, that is really, really cool to hear. I guess we have... I don't know, all of us probably have those kind of experiences, uh, how we start listening to metal. We've talked about that on the podcast before, Pia and I, but also how we want to combine the the music that we like so much with other aspects of our lives. So that is really cool um, that you found a way to make it and to, to make it your, your, your profession. Mm. Well, it's not my main profession. Um, we don't need to talk about that. That's just a normal job. I mean, I live in Berlin. In Berlin, you have so much yoga studios and teachers. And apart from that, you have a lot of other things people go to. So it's a permanent challenge to convince people of your own offer because there's not only other yoga teachers, there's music, there's theater, there's ballet, there's uh, cinema, whatever. You have 
so much distraction going on and um, it's not easy but I'm really fortunate to have like a small group of people that have been with me all the time so this is cool in regards to the class itself this is really classical we start off with some easy breathing exercise or just easy movements for the neck and you know most people have a strained neck or um, need some relaxation and stretching there and then just Build up a little bit of sequence, more heavy, you know, so you get sweaty, you get a deeper breathing, and then cool down again with a long mm -hmm. shavasana, a long uh, final relaxation phase of, of 10, 15 minutes. So this is really classical, and um, it's helpful when you like metal. It's not as good <laughs> to to come to my class if you're a Katy Perry fan or some other uh, strange music, so it helps if you're a metal fan. And... I play all kinds of metal. I prefer for myself fresh metal, metalcore, um, melodef, this other things I listen to. But if someone says, I like this or that band, and can you play it? I always do. And I always discover new music. This is so crazy. Mm -hmm. I really don't like symphonic metal, which is just not my thing. But I discovered so cool many things. I really love this part about it. So do you have kind of a group or a group in whatsapp or whatever where you communicate and where people also ask you to play a specific song um, i started on facebook so this is where i always communicate my classes always mm -hmm. on wednesday i write a little post so today and tomorrow there's new classes because on wednesday we do this online mm -hmm. it's still apart from the pandemic and I, i just kept it this way because there were people suddenly but i wouldn't reach Yeah. from all over Germany, so this is cool. And on Thursdays, we meet in the studio. A while ago, I started on Instagram as well, when everybody said that Facebook is dying and no one's using Facebook anymore, which is not true, actually, but anyway. So these are the two channels, and I have a little WhatsApp group that uh, we just set up, so if someone's running late or just can't join, I don't have to check Facebook, I don't have to check Instagram, I don't have to check my emails. I, please put it into this group so we're all in one place, um, and that's where it comes. Mm. A lot of people like tool. We always have tool uh, requests. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah, that's um, played a lot. That's awesome. And do you display the music that comes to your mind, or do you think, okay, to this yoga part that I want to do, um, I would like to have a death metal song or whatever? Not really. Uh, I don't have sequences that correspond to the music mm -hmm. perfect uh, timing this is really hard to do because sometimes you have to explain more or you just uh, someone is making a joke there's always someone's making a joke in this class yeah. this is totally crazy you're laughing all the time i really like this so i can't like really time the sequence and i don't want to the music is just running through you know according to the sequence the music gets heavier and goes down a little bit in the beginning and in the end we have more like drone dark ambient there's a lot of dark ambient in shavasana of course mm -hmm. um, you probably can do shavasana to slayer if you want to but um i think it's a little bit more nice you have still dark music you know which is more melancholic or well have a certain vibe to it but it's a bit more yeah how do you say it it's not as heavy anymore mm. Sometimes I just take an old playlist and listen to it and say, okay, I don't like this song anymore or this didn't go well with the other ones and change up an old playlist. Sometimes if someone has a wish, that's the one I play the rest around. If it's a really fast-paced song, I you know, try to find ones that go well with it. If it is a more slow song, more drone song, more doom, I try to 
build a playlist that goes go with this. And um, the sequence always fits to it as well. If it's mm -hmm. a really fast-paced playlist with Slayer or Lamb of God, I always come to the same bands when I explain things. <laughs> um, then it will be a more powerful session. Mm -hmm. If there's more music in it, like um, Tybo Negative or more gothic metal, more doom, more drone, it will be a more stretchy um, session. Because I think it's important that this goes a little bit together. Mm. I want to ask both of you, how is your, what is your personal yoga routine? Do you have one, Kiki? It's funny that you ask. <laughs> <laughs> I also started, um, or the first classes, the first ever yoga classes that I took uh, were actually Hatha yoga as well. Back when I was in university and recently I got into vinyasa, which I thought was like way too fast before, but I, I, I kind of like that right now. I think it gives me that, uh, that movement and that, or, or that energy that I need to start my day. I like to do yoga in the mornings. And, um, I also tried Kundalini once that was just not for me. <laughs> that was too much dancey. But, and that is something that I wanted to ask um, Charlotte as well, because, uh, or I don't know if this is going to be a good segue, but we should not forget about the uh, specific routine question. I've always been a, not always, but I do consider myself a spiritual person. And so this combination of yoga, of, you know, the importance of the balance between body, mind and spirit. And um, because you were also speaking about the universe before, it really, it really spoke to me. And um, I wanted to ask uh, how you, how, how important or, or how much of, how big of a role that plays in your practice as well. Because to me, it's like super important. And when I start my, my Shavasana, my relaxation part at the end, I, I switch to, uh, to uh, instead of just the line cool down, I put on a guided meditation. And uh, that's, that's like my thing for the day as well to, to be more grounded and, and to calm my, my mind and a way to, yeah, to root myself again on Mother Earth, so to speak. I think I answered your question. <laughs> yes. And also um, asked another one. <laughs> how, how is that for you, Charlotte? Well, it's, there is a saying that you are not an advanced yogi because you can put your legs behind your uh, head or you can do a handstand or some other crazy arm balance. Um, it always says you're an advanced yoga when do your yoga every day. If I take this definition, I'm an absolute beginner because I don't do yoga every day. <laughs> um, I have my classes and I move every day. And I always try to explain to my um, students as well, you don't have to do an hour every day. It doesn't matter. Do 10 minutes. Do what you need and um, try to feel what your body needs. Maybe mm -hmm. today you just need to lay down for a moment. And um, the self-care thing is, you know, self-care is not like eating ice cream and uh, taking a hot bath with candles and uh, rose petals in the water and shit like this. It's, um, you know, listening to your body. Okay, do I need to move today? Is it yoga? Is it maybe just a walk outside in the brisk air? Mm -hmm. Is it um, taking the bike? Is it laying down and reading? You know, this mm -hmm. is uh, something that I think self-care is important about. But it's also about um, how do I talk to myself? What do I think about myself? Uh, what do I feed myself? Um, stuff like this, which is getting into a spiritual um, direction as well. And I consider myself a spiritual person. I'm not so much into meditation. I have to admit I'm really bad at this because I'm not training it. You can train meditation just like every other muscle and I'm not doing it. So I'm 
actually a pretty bad yogi. Mm. I'm a good <laughs> teacher because I like teaching and I like to make it fun. Um, I'm not like a serious and uh, yoga is the holy grail and uh, I like to make it fun. I move every day a little bit at least. Um, I started yoga for different reasons. When I first started it, my sister taught it to me. She has been a yoga teacher when she got back from her au pair year in America. Okay. And she taught me. And when she uh, finally left for America, I took over her class um, without any proper training apart from her. Mm -hmm. And wow. after that, um, the, the studio closed after a year or a year and a half. And after that, I lost yoga completely. Oh, Somehow no. I just lost it. And I got back in a really typical situation. I was stumped and I was lonely and I was sad. And yoga just caught me. Like it mm -hmm. happened for so many people, I think. And then I decided finally do the teacher training. And um, still then, I didn't do yoga every day as requested. And by now, um, I do a little bit of business yoga with my colleagues. So we move every three days on Monday, Wednesday and Fridays. We move for like 15 minutes. So mm -hmm. maybe some days this is all I do with yoga. On other days, I do more. Yeah, so this is not as good as you would expect it from a yoga teacher. But well, that's my life. That's great, though. I think we have so many, so many expectations and so many uh, ambitions sometimes that we put so much pressure on ourselves. And I think that is one of the most important parts of what you were just saying about the self-care and listening to your own body. And I think the most important and as far as I know, that is why yoga cannot be a competitive sport, because you just do the best you can. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, that's life. We are all just doing the best we can. <laughs> yes, definitely. And so it's never, it's never about being perfect, but um, it's about knowing ourselves and knowing how much we can do today. How, how mm -hmm. far can I go? And, and going for that, trying that to, to reach that, that moment's best. And that, um, and also what will make you feel your best at that moment. And that's a really big part of what I'm trying to say. Um, there, of course, are people that say, well, metal yoga, what kind of shitty trend is this? Um, and I understand that some, you know, classical trained yoga, I mean, I'm classically trained, but um, this traditional yogis say this is only gymnastics. You mm -hmm. don't do um, breathing exercises. I don't use a lot of Sanskrit names. Um, I don't... Uh, come with the yoga, the yogic philosophy, um, a little bit sometimes. Um, but I think in the Western world, people have wrong ideas about yoga. As I said in the beginning, it's either just laying down or singing and meditation mm -hmm. or crazy stuff. It's not true. And um, I think in the Western world, the first thing people think about when they hear yoga are the physical aspects, the asanas, the poses. They don't know about the other things yoga can give to you or the other kinds of yoga like karma yoga or jnana yoga the yoga of knowledge and things like this they don't know about this and it's mm -hmm. okay it's, it's okay we live in a different world and it's not our culture where yoga comes from and um, I think most people all over the world are not really aware of their bodies anymore and what they need I think a lot of people are like this and I see people in my class and I say, okay, straighten your back. And they don't know what I mean. And, and they, know, they know what I mean, but they don't know what it feels like to have a straight. Yeah. 
they still have a really arched back. And I say, this is crazy. How can you not feel that your back is not straight? Mm-hmm. And um, I read an interview quite a while ago with uh, Robert Ehrenbrand. He is uh, playing guitar or bass in uh, Boy Sets Fire in the metal band. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's teaching yoga as well. And he's a really, really advanced yogi. And he once said, well, we're living in a Western world. It's a really fast uh, world. It's really chaotic. It's hectic. And we don't sit in a mountain cave and meditate for hours to find um, enlightenment. People need to learn things before that. And I can't come with enlightenment because this is way too far. This is way too big for most people. And this really um, spoke to me because that's just what I think. And um, there's so many misconceptions about yoga. If you give yoga into the hashtags at Instagram, what do you get? You get white women, Mm. probably really young, really slim, really Mm -hmm. bandy. And you get poses uh, labeled beginner yoga, which, uh, I mean, it's totally crazy. I don't know. You probably know the full wheel. Um, Mm -hmm. It's a really, really deep backbend. And I had a post that labeled this deep backbend as beginner's yoga. I immediately unfollowed this page because I said, this is totally wrong. If you go out to, or in my teacher training, we had like a, um, a sequence or a class building up, you know, for a beginner. Mm-hmm. In the first class, you do that. In the second class, you do that. In the third, blah, blah, blah. And in the second class, they already included a headstand. And I said, are you totally yeah. stupid and crazy? If you have a beginner, he won't dare, she won't dare do a headstand. Yeah. I mean, I have yogis that have been with me for years. They don't do a headstand because they don't, they don't dare. And I also, if they do, them. I think it's a pretty. I would almost call it dangerous. <laughs> I don't teach headstands because you don't need a headstand in your life. Mostly, I have never been in a position, uh, in a situation. Where I thought, well, now a handstand would become really handy, which is a nice pun engine indeed, actually. But um, the um, the effects of an inversion are the same or almost the same when you do a downward dog. You know, your head is deeper than your heart. Your spine gets long and nice. Um, So you don't need a headstand. And when you say it's not competitive and it's important to remember it's not competitive, this is really important to remember. Yes, a handstand looks nice. And yes, it's cool on Instagram if you do this and that pose. Um, I'm not bendy at all. I'm a really stiff person, which is probably why because I don't do yoga every day. I don't know. <laughs> um, you can probably get better at a lot of things. And um, this is what I always try to tell my yogis, uh, especially in the seated forward fold, in the Pashimottanasana. And people get down a lot different. Some people can put their upper body uh, on their thighs and some like almost yeah. in a um, 90 degree angle. And I always say, this is yoga. To see how deep can I get, to accept this thing that's where it is to accept this and to accept also that you're probably angry about this that you want more but to see okay that's the limit and although i don't like it i accept that this is my body and i always try to explain them maybe you can train for 10 years and it won't change because maybe your bones are not allowing it maybe Mm -hmm. your bones are already um pushing each other And you can't go any further because your bones are just bones. You can't do anything about it. And a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, really? And I always try to explain we have all so different bodies. 
Maybe your legs are too long and your arms are too short. You may never be able to reach your toes because your arms are too short in, compar in comparison to your legs. Or your upper body is very long or your upper body is very short. You have short arms, you have long arms. Your pelvis is like this or that. And uh, you have this injury and you are um, hypermobile, which is not healthy. Maybe you can do this because you're hypermobile. And it's not healthy to do it without strength. And this is the two things that always go together. And a lot of people don't understand this. And they're really impressed by this bendy people. And I always say, you don't know what this person did before. Maybe he's a gymnast. Uh, maybe she did ballet before. And because we don't know this and we don't know, did this person have an injury or maybe some metal plate in the knee or in the head or whatever? We don't know this because we can't look inside the people and they don't know the people Uh, we don't know the people, and um, therefore it's stupid to compare me to someone else in the clip. Yeah, I really don't like the, the Instagram thing with all these white ladies in sexy underwear or clothes, not about the underwear and the sexy clothes, wear whatever you like, and they all do their best, and I'm always impressed about the crazy things that people can achieve, but it gives a really wrong idea what yoga is about. When someone... Uh, calls this hashtag yoga and sees this they always say oh god i can do this i'm not bendy enough i can do yoga yeah you have to work really really hard to to break this to say well, come to yoga try it it's not about the handstand and the arm balances it's about you and your stretch and about you feeling good yeah and it's it's for everyone everyone can do it in in their own style yeah i mean i'm i'm fulfilling some cliches i'm white i'm a woman i'm slim I always try to tell people, it doesn't matter how old you are, doesn't matter what your body type is, your age, your shoe uh, size, your hair color, doesn't matter. Just come, be open, wear something comfortable, and that's it. You don't need anything. Yeah, and as we were saying before as well, there are so many different styles of yoga nowadays that you will, or you, yeah, you'll probably, probably be able to find one that fits you and that you like. It can be the super sporty one with mm -hmm. No meditation at all. It can be the super spiritual one. It can be metal yoga. I've even, um, you were saying before that metal and yoga is a crazy combination. I have heard of something called beer yoga, which I think is even crazier. And that is also a trend. Yeah. <laughs> we have in Berlin, we have everything. We have beer yoga. I don't know if they are all still in business. Uh, I, I, I didn't check on them for a long time. But we had beer yoga, we had naked yoga, we had bondage yoga, we had techno yoga, we have metal yoga. Hot yoga. I've done hot yoga. Yeah, hot yoga, of course. <laughs> um, I, I've been to India once and doing yoga classes, and which was just normal yoga. Um, it was hot enough. You don't need actually hot yoga. Hot yoga is cool, I think, because you're already kind of soft and your muscles are already kind of warm. But I don't know if I want to have all the sweat flying around from other people around me. This is, this yeah. is my misconception about hot yoga. So we all have <laughs> unconscious biases. So <laughs> this is mine. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it was actually pretty funny uh, indeed because it was easier to get into the poses because of the, of the warm muscles. Mm -hmm. um, I did, I think, 10 classes. There's also something, I think it's called aerial yoga. Right? Yeah, aerial yoga is a super acrobatic one. Yeah, that you that you like flying around in big fabrics, and it allows you to get into poses as well. I mean, it has uh, 
it's okay to have this. People trying yeah. a lot of different things, and I really like this. And um, it's okay when some traditionalist says, this is not yoga anymore. I can live with that because I know in my class there are people who wouldn't go to a traditional studio because they don't find themselves there. They don't feel mm-hmm. welcomed. Just the way I did in the studio, I did my teacher training. And I, I want to welcome them. I want to give them the feeling you are welcome here, no matter what you are. I mean, don't be an asshole. Don't be a, a racist or a, a sexist or homophobic. This is, uh, of course, important. But uh, apart from that, just come and see if it fits. And I always say, you know, like I just said, there's so many styles. I always mm-hmm. say, okay, try out my class. And maybe you don't like it because maybe my personality is just not your thing. Maybe you don't like the class. Maybe it's not your kind of music uh, after all. But don't give it up at all. Try one or two more classes because maybe the studio just doesn't fit. Maybe the teacher's personality is just not your thing and there's alleged reasons. You're not bound to one studio, to one teacher. When people want to to attend your yoga classes, um, live or online, how can they do this and where can they find information? Um, The information is mostly on Facebook. I always... uh, This is the same moment as always where I say I have to put the same information on Instagram as well. I always forget. Um, uh, it's always Wednesdays and Thursdays from 7 to 8 in the evening. Um, I'm kind of an evening yogi. On Wednesday, it's via Zoom. You don't need to pay for that when you are just attending and you don't need to put on your camera. It's nice, but it's really small pictures. So um, I don't see very much anyway. Mostly it's over your knees or your head. <laughs> so whatever you're doing, I can tell. I can just try to cue everything as best as I can. And in the studio, this is in Berlin. Um, so you're very welcome. And I put out this information always on Facebook and I will do so on Instagram. About the online course, that is something that I'm a bit uh, skeptical about, like as a beginner, your very first encounter with yoga. And I, I say this um, about singing and about yoga, th- just the same. Um, there are so many great videos out on the internet. And of course, they can be they can be very great help to practice. But f- for the very first times... I I would always uh, recommend to go to a to a studio or or I mean in the case of singing it's to a teacher in the case mm-hmm. of yoga it's also to a teacher you know that can correct you and give you uh, tips IRL live right there they can see they can really see your posture and what you're doing with your muscles and so that you don't get hurt so that you don't injure mm-hmm. yourself I'm totally with you uh, I'm totally with you I'm just trying to remember if one of my online yogis hasn't done any yoga before, but I think they all had at least a few classes before. Well, if someone decides to join and is a total beginner, uh, I always ask people, no matter uh, if it's live or online, have you done yoga before? And it always just ends up with explaining more, taking time to explore the pose and uh, its effects on the body, on the mind, um, and just using a lot of lot more words than in a class where the yogis are in that have been with me for quite a while by now because they know uh, what I say in the downward dog or in the cobra position and I always cue the most important things and or maybe sometimes the smaller things that I don't always say so I change here. I have never had so far a pregnant person in my classes but um, I always say you are very welcome. Please just know I don't have a special training 
but I would really recommend at least at the second uh, trimester go to a specialized class yeah. because I'm not mm -hmm. specialized in this. And uh, I'm always working on deepening my knowledge, of course, because this was really short in the teacher training, unfortunately. Oh. And this is a really, really broad topic with a lot of things. And I don't shy away from saying, I'm sorry, I don't know. Because sometimes people come and say, well, I have this, I have that. I say, okay, I gladly look it up for you. But at the moment, I don't know. I'll get back to you. I tell you, I look up a good um, exercise for you. Or mm -hmm. maybe check this and that teacher. There's, as you just said, there's so, so, so many really good yoga videos all over the place. They don't cost anything. Just think of Bad Yogi. Think of Maddie Morrison. I really love these two because they have a really similar approach. They don't go with too much spirituality. They just make really good cues. They have really good classes for all kinds of topics, for all kinds of wishes. Mm -hmm. And you can find so, so much. Um, and these are really good things. Yeah. I was just thinking of uh, what we would recommend people who want to try that for the first time, right? Uh, mm -hmm. So always try to uh, visit a class IRL. And what you said before also reminded me um, about trying and trying again until you find the right teacher or the right style also reminded me uh, of another thing I always, another thing I always recommend to people, which is psychotherapy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And that is also a thing about if you don't like the first therapist, you don't give up therapy. You look for a different person who is, uh, I don't know, who you are more in tune with. And um, it's the same for yoga, I guess. Um, what you just said as well about the videos, right? Yes. Um, I have tried several things. Uh, I have looked up different keywords and yoga, and there seems to always be something like, uh, uh I sometimes have a right now, for example, upper back pain. So yoga for the upper back. And there you go. There is a, an mm -hmm. amazing 30 minute video that really works wonders. And it, that was yin yoga actually. And it was actually pretty good. Um, and then when I had COVID at the beginning of the year, I looked up immune system, yoga for the immune system, and there were also tons of videos. You can look up everything you want. You will find, you will probably find yoga for your ears as well if you look it up. <laughs> probably. I'm sure there is something like this. And this is unbelievable. And the longer you do things, the better you can uh, judge the quality of what is uh, taught there because um, there's probably videos out there that are not as good. But as I just said, bad yogi for the people... Uh, want to doing in English is my best recommendation I can give. She is really, really great. And uh, for the German speaking listeners, it would be Maddie Morrison, although her name suggests Auerwells. She is German. And these are really good videos and you can find everything for the back, um, uh, for the upper back, for the neck, uh, for the legs, a totally, total body thing, um, winding down, bed yoga, chair yoga, office yoga, whatever you can think of. It's crazy. There's so, yeah, so much Yeah, for the morning, before going to sleep, uh, yeah. there's everything. That's true. And when you just said uh, yoga for immune system, there's a lot of things like yoga for depression and um, just getting a little bit more serious here because this is one other thing um, I'm really um, passionate about. I have to battle depression because you just said if you look for a therapist, you wouldn't go with the first one and just leave it if it doesn't work i have a very small community it's not really big i have not can can't influence a lot of people because i don't have as many followers um i'm not very good at uh, social media stuff i'm i'm mostly um, annoyed by it 
but I always use the platforms anyways to talk about depression and to um, tell people it can really catch everybody. This is not the right term, I know, but that's the best I can think of right now. And it doesn't matter where you come from and it doesn't matter how successful, successful you are in your job or in your um, private life. And it doesn't mean you're weak or you're a loser or did every, something wrong. It just can happen. And it doesn't always need to, big, it need to be a big um, impact like loss of someone or a sickness or a loss of job or something. It can just happen. And this is really important. And I want to get this out as well. If this happens to you and you are... That uh, depressive or uh, experience a depressive uh, depression, and you can find out by yourself. Talk to someone. I talked and it helped me. I have never had a severe depression. Depression. It was never um, more severe than a middle depression, but I um, battled depression again when COVID started. When Corona started, well, probably a lot of people did. And um, yeah. they always said, well, you need to talk to someone. I said, no, I don't need to talk to someone. I know what's happening here. We have a pandemic going on. I haven't seen my sister for like four years by now because she's living on another continent. My best mm -hmm. friend just moved away from Berlin and, and there were family issues going on. I need exactly what's happening here. I don't need to talk. Mm -hmm. And um, this best friend just said, well, did you ever try um, medication? And I said, well, I don't want to. And he said, why not? And I thought to myself, yeah, actually, why not? And I had the same misconception a lot of people have. Well, it's going to change your personality. No, it doesn't. And if it would, you probably would go to your doctor and say, um, sorry, something's wrong here. And you know, he probably would or she would probably say, okay, let's try something else. And I don't want to recommend medication, but it is a way that helped me. And I always can say, this has helped me. I have talked with someone who can help me and I have taken medication in a very slight um a dose, it wasn't heavy mm -hmm. medication, and it helped me. Don't let yourself be overwhelmed by what's going on. Mm -hmm. And someone to talk, at least talk, talk about it, especially if you can't help yourself anymore. And sometimes yoga isn't helpful. People always say, well, just do yoga, just go outside, just move. Well, fuck it, sometimes this just doesn't help. Yeah. And you need to know this, and it doesn't mean you're a loser or you're weak. Especially men always say, well, I can't tell someone, and they will think I'm weak. This is so stupid, you know, toxic masculinity and stuff like this. Mm -hmm. This is totally another topic. I could go on for an hour for things like this. Oh, it's our favorite um, topic. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We talk about this a lot. And that's that's exactly also what feminism is about, that it also includes men. And it also yeah. shows men you can be whoever you want. You can be a loving dad. You can be a houseman and stay at home. And if that makes you happy, that's fine. Mm. There's so many topics going on. Um, body positivity, which I find, um, well, not dangerous term, but misleading term, because you have to love everything about you. No, I don't love everything about me. Sometimes I think, well, why is my stomach always bloated? I don't love this, but my stomach is where it's working. So um, I once read the term body neutrality. Um, I always pronounce this wrong. And I really like this idea. I have a body, mm. it's working, and I love parts about it, and there's parts that I don't love. They are there, we are doing their stuff, this is good, I'm thankful for that, and that's it. Hmm. And um, I think this is important too, because yeah. there is body shame the other way around as well. It's not always, you are so fat, why don't you move more, why don't you eat better? And it's not always about moving or eating. Maybe you just have a sickness, or it's just the way you like yourself with more curves. I don't have any, so 
I experienced body shaming the other way around. You have to eat more. You're so thin. Well, just take another slice of cake. I don't want to. Well, but you can take it. You are so slim. Well, maybe I want to stay this way. Mm. And this is another way of body shaming that a lot of people don't see. You're body shamed in all kinds of directions. Men yes. are body shamed as well. Yep. Yeah. And, and this is, um, that's a totally another topic. But I, I think this goes all together in this kind of awareness body awareness, awareness of your surroundings, uh, how you treat yourself, how you treat others. Um, if you do yoga, you've probably heard of the yamas and niyamas. Um, I always say this is kind of like the Ten Commandments. And this yamas and niyamas in the yogic uh, philosophy are kind of similar, but not as dogmatic. And the first one is ahimsa, which means non-violence and it does, it's not about uh, I don't punch you in the face it's also about how do I talk my, to myself how do I think about myself mm -hmm. um, how do I treat animals which is another really topic vegan, veganism and vegetarian I wouldn't pressure someone to be vegan or vegetarian I am vegetarian but that's my decision if someone decides I still want to have my hamburger all the time well it's okay that's fine that's your decision But just think about it. What does it mean? What consequences does it have? Mm -hmm. And then decide. Yeah, and I totally agree with what you said, that you should be conscious about what you're doing. So let's switch to the topic of music, maybe. Yes, um, you said that you want to know what I'm listening to. Yes. Um, <laughs> as I just said, uh, no, just a while ago, I'm into fresh metal, metalcore, and um, mostly uh, mellow death. So I really like the Samonia Mundi from Italy. Um, On the 2019 Full Force, I discovered Seal and Ardor. If you don't mm -hmm. know it, it's black metal mixed with gospel, which is a crazy combination. And he says, just imagine uh, the slaves wouldn't have turned to God, but to the devil instead. And this is what it would sound like. And it sounds so, so cool. Um, I really like Rotting Christ. Um, I'm, I'm diving into black metal a little bit i'm uh, like behemoth and rotting christ i'm not so much into scandinavian black metal i think it's cold i don't like it so much so these are the things i'm actually parkway drive is really big on my playlist at the moment as well yeah so these are the ones i'm listening mostly to at the moment mm -hmm. how about you kiki right um we are recording today is june 28th um, it will be a month before everybody out there will listen to this, um, which means it will be very old news, but Spirit Box uh, just released a single and it's really great. It's three new songs and that threw me back on the, on the Spirit Box uh, binge. So I've been listening to that again, but also something that <laughs> might surprise uh, some listeners maybe. Um, Avril Lavigne just released a new edition of the... Did we talk about this before? A 20th anniversary edition of her debut album. And uh, I re-listened to it for the nostalgia, you know. I mean, I listened to the new edition, but also that meant uh, listening to songs from 20 years ago. And that was um, really cool. <laughs> I really <laughs> enjoyed it a lot. We always have soft spots for other kinds of music than metal. I mean... Oh, that's not even the softest. <laughs> <laughs> I really like Taylor Swift's Take It Off. I really love the song or Rihanna's Umbrella. These are cool songs. I mean. Oh, yeah. 
yeah, but uh, Avril Lavigne back then was kind of a, a, a little bit into the rockier uh, side and sung by a woman. So all of those had a, just like Evanescence, they all had a, a bit of an influence on me. And it was uh, great for the nostalgia. And uh, I realized I still know a lot of the lyrics by heart. Yes. I've been listening to the new single by We Came as Romans. It's called Plagued. And they announced that they will release a new album in October. And I'm completely hyped. And I can't wait <laughs> for this album to come out. I hope they drop some other singles um, so that I can listen to some new songs from them as well, of them as well. Um, I've been listening to the new album by Future Palace. I think I told you about this in the last episode. And um, there is a band called The Halo Effect that um, there are members from Dark Tranquility and X in Flames members. And the singer of Dark Tranquility, Michael Stane, has been the singer of In Flames in the very first albums. And maybe mm -hmm. this is how it would sound like if that would have stayed this way. So that's really cool. If you like his voice and In Flames music, that's the perfect combination. <laughs> nice. So... Thank you out there for listening to this episode. Yeah, I hope you found some inspiration for maybe um, trying out yoga, if that is something that you might yeah, um, put into your everyday life. I do yoga. I, I try to do yoga twice a week. It doesn't always work like this, but yeah, that's what I try at least. Um, sometimes a longer session, sometimes only 10 minutes, but that's perfect. Um, that helps a lot as well. <laughs> um, yeah. Thank you, Charlotte, for having been our guest. Um, if people want to find out more about you, they can watch out for Schwarzes Yoga on Instagram and Facebook. And that's it, I think. Yes, we will link all of those in the description as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Thank you so much for your time and all your wisdom, uh, Charlotte. And We'll listen to each other in a month. <laughs> Thank you for inviting me. It's been a pleasure um, and I'm, I'm really stoked that you asked me. And uh, well, thanks for listening. <laughs> Thank you. Bye bye. This was a lot of fun. Bye.